Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Drake's Corner. I'm your host, Drake Tharp, and here we are after the week three NFL season. We have a, a boatload of coverage through that. Um, we also have some NBA talk to start off the show. Um, let's jump right into it. Um, so, kick off the show, basically, Russell Westbrook, uh, he's embracing a new role, okay? And there's there's talk of him coming off the bench. And, you know, at this point, you know, in Russell's career, I think he understands, you know, he won't be able to do what he did in his prime. He won't be able to put up the 2020 games, you know, the historic triple-double season where he passed Oscar Robertson. And, you know, he's willing to take on that third third option role. And you know, I think, you know, it's report, you know, it's reported that he might take the bench role, and he's been stressing, you know, kind of a professionalism aspect, you know, um, in interviews with Laker reporters, and you know, this is definitely a different deal for Westbrook. I think the uh, the whole narrative around Westbrook is that, you know, he's kind of all about himself, um, you know, and but I think he understands he's in the latter part of his career. He really can't win on his own, and you know, he's getting paid a chunk of money, and that's exact, you know, that's exactly what the Lakers need. At this point, um, you know, it kind of like, you know, developing a new system in the NFL, you like uh, you need a year, maybe a few games to get, you know, the system under control. And I know the Lakers were, you know, kind of a big meme of last year, you know, um, not making the playoffs an 11th seed uh, in the West, to say the least. And, you know, when you have LeBron, AD, Russell Westbrook, surprising, obviously. Uh, but I think, you know, chemistry developing, all that kind of jazz, you know, keeping the big three around is definitely a vital part in the Lakers' success, and I don't think, you know, it's going to happen any other way. Trading for Kyrie, stuff like that. Um, you know, there's been talks of Rob Polinka reaching out to trade his first, his last, you know, few first-round picks to gather either Donovan Mitchell or Kyrie. But I think this is the best route they could have taken, uh, getting the whole um, chemistry under under control and having Westbrook as a third option and, you know, being open to coming off the bench and, you know, being that third option role. I don't think, you know, this would have been a thing when, Ru- you know, like, Russell was in OKC. Um, but, you know, he played under Durant. He knows, he knows he was second option there. And, you know, playing third option under LeBron and AD, I think, you know, he understands that and it's going to bode well for them. Uh, they're going to be a playoff team. Okay. And, you know, he's getting a chunk of money. And this is this is exactly what the Lakers need. So I mean, Russell Westbrook, he's 33. He's obviously not going to be triple double machine, but um, he's still, you know, kind of in that elite realm. I don't know if you'd call him elite anymore, but he uh, when he was the only superstar playing when LeBron and AD had a few injuries, and he was you know the guy for a few games last year. Um, he took control. He did. Um, so Russell Westbrook's new role. Uh, any Lakers fans, leave comments down. What do you think? Um, yeah, pretty much third option. Um, he's, he's you know, stressing professionalism, and I think that's exactly what the Lakers need. You know, they've been kind of like a drama spoon, um, just talking about trades, um, you know, striking back from that 11th seed season. What are they going to do? So it's been kind of, there's a lot of pressure there, and I think it's a lot of pressure from a GM standpoint, from a, you know, from LeBron's standpoint, guys like that. And, you know, Westbrook's a vital part of that. So uh, tell me what you think in the comments down below. How are how will the Lakers do this season? Um, let's jump over to the NFL. Um, so we had a kind of a, a, you know, maybe candidate for most boring game of all time Sunday night, Broncos 49ers. Uh, you'd expect Russell Wilson to, um, you know, 
fire off with this Broncos new offense with his receiving core, uh, new running, you know, new solid running back, uh, RB1 and 2 being Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, and, you know, the receivers being, you know, an uprising Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Uh, it's Russell Wilson. Why is he not a, uh, why is he not going off? Let's just say, first of all, 49ers defense is solid. Second of all, let's not get it twisted. Russell Wilson is a certified elite quarterback, okay? And when elite quarterbacks, you know, we don't see it often, but when they jump from uh, a, a team, you know, that they've been around for a decade possibly, which Russell Wilson has in Seattle, Seattle was changing personnel all around, you know, and they were scathing a rebuild and finally went through with it when they traded Russell Wilson. Uh, but elite quarterbacks in new systems always struggle at first, okay? Tom Brady, when he went to Tampa, uh, you know, they didn't click right away, okay? They even lost to They had a regular season loss against the Chicago Bears and put up 14 points that game. That's not something you see from Tom Brady, um, you know, but, you know, a little after that, six games, you know, into the season, they took off, and they were a playoff team, took down Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship, and, um, you know, they made the Super Bowl. And uh, they took care of business in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady's first year. Um, but it, it wasn't a right away thing where, you know, it clicked. It clicked on, you know, midseason. And, you know, development throughout the season is the most vital part of a team. You know, you could be shooting on all cylinders and starting off 6-0 and like the Cardinals did last year. But, you know, drop uh, to the Rams in the playoffs because the Rams, you know, developed throughout the season. Um, but you know, another example of a quarterback, you know, not shooting off on cylinders right away, like an elite one, uh, leaving Peyton Manning in his first season in Denver, put up mid tier numbers in the first six games, started off three and three, and then, you know, proceeded to win 10 straight. Okay. And the passing yards increased, the rushing yards increased. It takes time for a system to develop. And, uh, I understand they're under a new head coach who's been, you know, criticized for his late game decisions, his decision making. He seems to get red in the face every time he has to come up with a tough decision. But we know Denver has talent all around. Okay, and if you expected Russell Wilson to walk into Denver and throw four TDs a game, you're delusional. And if you think Russell Wilson, you know, is all of a sudden bad, I'd say you're also delusional. So yeah, it takes time for these systems to develop, and especially when guys like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, two all-time goats. Um, you know, struggled with their new systems. Um, Russell Wilson, you know, isn't up there, but let's not put it out of his reach to not develop with the new Broncos system. So anyway, next on the agenda, Drizzy's Fab Five bets for the upcoming NFL week. Um, so I basically do a five-leg parlay, and it's a mixture of money line bets, uh, you know, simple betting, you know, odd bets, and then an over-under bet pretty much. So I have two uh, odd bets, uh, money, two money line bets and an over under bet. Um, so I, you know, it's a Wednesday and they don't, um, you know, release these, the odds like officially, but these are the odds standing right now. They have the Rams, you know, Vegas has the Rams and Miami as two and a half point underdogs. The Rams play the 49ers who I personally think is the most overrated team in the NFL. Okay. We have a lot of people calling them Super Bowl favorites. Yeah. They have a stealthy defense, but man, they have a lot to um, get under control. Um, they took an L to my Bears week one, hence you know Trey Lance starting, all that jazz. They have stuff to uh, you know get under control. Um, but the defense is solid. But I see the Rams. You know they're they're a uh, they're a juggernaut. The Rams are a juggernaut. They they played a good old fashioned football on Sunday, 
uh, getting the run game intact, and I don't see them losing to the 49ers, and I don't like them coming in as underdogs, so I would take the Rams as a a 2.5-point underdog there. Um, The Dolphins, 2.5-point underdogs to the Bengals. Bengals also, I don't see them catching a win against the Finns like that. The, the, The Finns are red hot. Um, we'll see what the whole Tua situation, um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but you know, Dolphins most dangerous receiving core in the league. I don't see the Bengals secondary stopping that. Um, I would take, you know, the Dolphins, um, on the under underdog bet there. Uh, anyway, Vikings money line, uh, I got Chargers money line, uh, and then Packers, pa- uh, Packers and the Patriots, uh, under 41 and a half points. I think that'll be a defensive showdown. Maybe twenty to fourteen Packers win, um, yeah. But that's gonna be kind of like the uh, Packers Bucks game, where it's kind of just a defensive showdown. I see the Patriots, you know, putting up a good defensive stance against the Packers, but not enough on the offensive end. So under forty one and a half there. Uh, main event of the show: NFL power rankings. Here we go. Uh, let's see a few uh, changes from last week. Number ten, starting off, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Big surprise coming up in here. Uh, one thing was, you know, that was holding her. One thing, um, sorry, excuse me. One thing was holding Herbert, you know, while injured at ten points. But another thing is scoring thirty-eight points against a solid Chargers defense. You know, with Khalil Mack, um, a bunch of new signings. It seems like Trevor Lawrence is somewhat, you know, loosening up a bit. You know, he's thrown. He's got his number one target, Christian Kirk, putting up great numbers every game, and another good role player like James Robinson, making this offense, you know, somewhat somewhat look above average. And, you know, if they keep this up, I think they could sneak into the wild card spot. I think, you know, Herbert was a little beat up, you know, and the Jags may have sneaked out a close one, but they dismantled the Chargers. And if they can, you know, you know, keep developing over the season, I see this team sneaking into the wild card spot, and especially in that uh, that horrendous division. Um, number nine, I got the Vikings, uh, you know, a close game with the Lions isn't anything to hang a head over. Uh, the Lions are a solid team and the Vikings came in, took care of business and got a good win. Uh, and they held the number one yard, uh, number one offense yardage wise to 24 points, solid win. They stay at number nine, even though Justin Jefferson was, you know, kind of shut down, they found another way to win. And that's going to be vital for, you know, later on in the season with Jefferson, the main guy is shut down guys like Thielen can step up KJ Osborne, et cetera. Uh, number eight, I got the Chiefs. Uh, they're dropping down a few spots. Bad loss against the Colts, obviously. Uh, so it seems like if teams hold, you know, time of possession over the Chiefs, they, you know, could be in trouble and panic. The, the Colts played very conservative football against KC, and it caused them to panic. But this loss, you know, is very below their talent skill, and I don't see, you know, this happening often. They slide because of the loss, but um, KC, Mahomes, the whole deal, we all know how dangerous it is. Um, yeah, they drop six spots from last week, but I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be in panic mode if you're a Chiefs fan. Uh, number seven, I got the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, man, he might be the MVP favorite for the season. They should be a 3-0 team right now, but the defensive coverage, you know, um, that needs work. The deep ball, medium ball coverage needs a lot of work. If you're, if you're, you know, giving up 26 points to Mac Jones and the Patriots, um, that's something to get under control, but this team can be a Super Bowl favorite if they do. Lamar playing out of his mind, get trying to get that contract money. Um, yeah, and he's earning it. Number six, I got the Bucks, um, holding Aaron Rodgers to only fourteen points and uh, on Sunday is a win. Okay, well, miss 
while missing half the receiving core, yeah, 12 points, it's going to happen. Tom Brady, you know, it's Brady, though. He always comes back, and it's a matter of time before they start firing, you know, on all cylinders. So with Mike Evans coming back, Julio Jones coming back, um, they're missing their core. They miss him badly, and never count Brady out. We know this. Uh, so I got them sitting at number six. The defense is a very bright spot for them, though. Uh, number five, Green Bay, like I was just talking about, above the Bucks. They simply just know how to win. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just looks poised uh, with his, you know, developing receiving core. Uh, their two running back combo with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon is going to be deadly. The Bucks kind of shut him down, but uh, they're very talented. And they have a great pass rush, as we saw on Sunday. Uh, but the ceiling of the talent is a question mark. I don't know how uh, how the, the receiving core is going to develop. You know, are these guys going to turn into superstars, or is Rodgers just going to make them look good? Um, and that's going to be a big part, you know, rolling into playoff season. Uh, so number four, I got the Rams. Uh, they didn't allow a touchdown against the Cardinals and, you know, the run game came in strong with Cam Akers taking his expected step up. Fantasy owners must be proud now. Uh, they played old fashioned football on Sunday. You know, the one, the run game won them the game and, you know, strong, stealthy defense, simple. Um, if they can do that, um, they're, them, they're gonna, you know, live up to expectations of the last year. Maybe not the whole Super Bowl. Still too early to tell, but uh, they're a top five team. Number three, I got the Dolphins. This is their this is their big jump. Um, you know the Bills looked unstoppable until Sunday, and you know the Dolphins played kind of like the Jaguars did against, or not the Jaguars, the uh, the Colts did against the Chiefs. Uh, they played smart, conservative football against a rapid fire team, and that's the exact way to do it. Uh, once again, time of possession wins, and the receiving core still looks you know deadly. Um, you know. We'll see how the investigation with the concussion protocol with two attack of ILO goes. But, um, yeah, the Dolphins controlled time of possession. Uh, they forced the Bills to make, you know, panicky mistakes. And we saw by the end of it with the offensive coordinator chucking everything in his sight at the end of the game. Uh, here's the controversy, though. Number two, I got the Bills. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I do think the Bills are still a better rounded team than the Dolphins. They just, you know, got out coached, hence the tantrum. Uh, but Josh Allen is still an MVP favorite. Uh, they're very balanced. They just need, I think a loss like this is needed uh, to find anything wrong with a Super Bowl caliber, Super Bowl caliber team. And hey, um, control time of possession if you're then. That's point A. So they can't allow you know the Dolphins to uh, hold the ball the entire game. And um, yeah, I, I think they're a better team than the Dolphins. They just you know had that early early regular season loss that was waiting for them. Uh, number one, the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is the talk of the town. Um, he's another MVP favorite, in my opinion. I think he might be one or, you know, maybe one or two. And this is, uh, it's good to see a huge step for receiver Devontae Smith. Uh, A.J. Brown has been the talk, you know, ever since the draft and he got traded. But Devontae Smith putting up 150 yards and uh, a touchdown and, you know, the defense was pitch perfect. They seem just to get better every week. The defense, um, finding new um targets you know besides aj brown for hurts hurts rarely making mistakes um yeah they're the talk of the town they're the best team in football right now in my opinion their offense is stealthy they've held wentz to like negative yards at halftime um it was ridiculous yeah the commanders went down with ease on sunday and you know carson Wentz looked like he was seeing ghosts out there anyways that is my nfl power rankings list i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and um yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.